0: Welcome to Career View. This is the podcast where we ask questions you want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Neeraja Shamal, and each episode, I will ask questions on behalf of students across the country from secondary schools and universities, what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For today's episode, we'll be asking our top questions that have been submitted by students on our review website who are interested in the world of finance. Today I'm joined by 28-year-old supply chain planner and analyst, Jessica Chia. Now, Jess has a variety of experiences working in the retail and food industry. Her job involves managing people, solving problems, thinking critically every single day, and she has a lot to share about her experience coming from the world of finance. So, Let's hear from her. Alright, with the one and only Jess Chia, how's it going?
1: I'm good, thanks. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> how's your week been? Oh, uh, pretty chill. I'm trying to keep more chill in my weekends. Mm. Um, but yeah, week's been good. Always busy at work, but... Yeah, trying to find that work-life
0: balance. (laughs) Absolutely, work-life balance is one of the questions that I think relate to it at some point. But coming to our questions that are asked by students when it comes to pursuing a role of finance, um, we've got a lot of interesting questions for you, Jess. But before we get into them, uh, the first question that I have for you, Jess, and that I'm really curious to know, is that when I think of finance, I find it quite broad. But I'm curious to know for yourself, what has finance done for you? Having that background, where has that led in terms of opportunities for you?
1: Yeah, finance has helped me a lot through my industry, actually. Um, just n- knowing your numbers is something that one of my mentors used to always say to me. She's like, know your numbers. And having that finance background has given me that strength in knowledge of like the company's financials and where it sits and how it operates um, its cash flow. It's really, really important Understanding, you know, how a company operates, so... Once you understand the money, we always say, if you understand where the money moves, you understand the the business. Um, So my finance degree has helped me immensely with what I do today, yeah.
0: Fantastic. Um, All right, so jumping into our top questions that are asked by students when it comes to pursuing a role of finance, um, the first question that we have for you is, why did you choose to pursue studying finance?
1: I think finance for me was something that I pursued because I was really good at math. That was like my top subject. I really loved the Australian economy. I loved investing in stocks. So I thought finance was the natural progression of what I wanted to do. I actually thought I wanted to be an investment banker going straight into university. Yeah. Um, but I realized that even though I was really passionate about the economy and Australia's economy and investing, I didn't really love the industry that it was. Mm. Um, but finance for me ended up just being like a bridge to what I do now and definitely not something that I use a lot of, but it gave yeah. me, I guess the numerical skills.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. So apart from having a really good, being good at maths, right. Mm-hmm. Was there any kind of influence that you had if you think back to your early childhood or even your early schooling days?
1: That's actually funny. So um, Was actually a politics and law teacher. And even though she was my politics and law teacher, she um, got me excited about the economy as well and Mm. she chatted to me a lot about um australian politics and how that affected the economy as well so i think she kind of encouraged me a lot but also i've always just been a personal investor like from a young age um it's it's something I'm really passionate about with women as well, understanding investing at a young age, because obviously time is money. So yeah. I think that's what I've always been passionate about, finance. Uh,
0: amazing, Gia. <laughs> no, uh, really great to know. Um, jumping into our next question that we have for you, um, asked by students is, um, what career options did you have after completing your finance studies in university?
1: Yeah, so they were pretty vanilla in the sense that – not vanilla, sorry. (laughs) No,
0: No, because I don't want (laughs) to say vanilla (laughs) to
1: anyone that does these types of jobs, but they were pretty stock standard. So it's exactly what you think when you go and study a finance degree. You think you're going to work at Big Four. Big Four banks or like an investment bank. um, And
0: just for our listeners, what is the Big Four?
1: Oh, Big Four is your EY, PwC, KPMG and one other in the other one. Deloitte. Deloitte. That's a rush. <laughs> Yeah. So um they're big four accounting consulting firms. So mm. you always just apply. It seemed like everyone in my in my cohort was applying for those big four roles. And I did get offered, offered a role mm. um within PwC um in audit mm. and I rejected it. Just immediately. Yeah? Um, not immediately. I think I like left it on the burner for a bit, but I what I realized from the interviews and mm. the questions that were asking me was that I wasn't passionate about these companies and I wasn't excited about these pa- companies. So it came through very much in the interviews mm. when they would ask the simple question of why did you want to work there? And mm. the, qu- the answer was I didn't want to work there. Yeah, that's the <laughs> truth. Yeah. yeah, and that's true. truth. So,
0: so what were you passionate about then?
1: At that point of time, I was really passionate about beauty, makeup and fashion. And, you know, when I was in UWA, I, I co-started um, – a fashion and beauty society called FabSoc and that was something I was really passionate about. Um, and I didn't even know I could work in that industry because right. I was analytically minded. But I, I always thought that people that worked in these industries were like from marketing backgrounds, yeah. really creative. Yeah. Um, but turns out you could. You could. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So fascinating, right? You had that interest and passion there. I mean, you had jobs lined up for yourself to work in some of the big companies here. Turn them down. Then how did you pivot in terms of finding work for yourself with a finance background in fashion, beauty and makeup?
1: Yeah. So I was actually originally working um, as a makeup artist in Mecca, in Bergen, in WA, um, just as a casual job while I was studying. And I applied for Mecca's grad program and actually got rejected. And the funny story is, is I actually called up HR and I said, you shouldn't reject me. These are the reasons why you shouldn't reject me. Wow. And I was persistent, emailed her a few times. It was so annoying that when there was a role that came up in finance, she, she recommended me. Wow. She said, this person's really passionate about the company. Mm. We would like love to train her, take her, take her under a win because she at that time I didn't really have any experience working in an FMCG company. Mm. I didn't really have any experience at all. At all, yeah. yeah, yeah. So after that, I did an interview in Skype. Back in the day, it was just Skype, Skype, yeah. <laughs> and it was very bad pixelation and very bad connection. <laughs> and um, he hired me, shipped me over from Perth to Melbourne, and. Yeah, I've had three roles in the company now.
0: Yeah. Uh, incredible, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, persistence and having a passion in this industry. And How was that whole experience traveling, I mean, moving your whole life into another state?
1: Um, it was chaotic because it's like moving your whole life um, and also living out of home for the first time as well. I think mm-hmm. I was only 20 at the time, 21, 21 at the time. Um, it was scary and there, I made a lot of mistakes, you know, just like, Silly things like you're getting your connection of your gas connected as well. And um, yeah, I'm making mistakes at work a lot, not knowing how to email correctly.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah, it was very daunting. Very daunting. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. You, you land on your feet always. You know, you make mistakes, but you have to, to yeah. learn.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, great to know. And very interesting insights there from yourself. Um, in terms of, I think it would be very useful for listeners to know that just because you've been told no or you've been rejected by a employer or something that you're really interested in doesn't have to stop there, you know, there's different ways and you can be persistent in different ways and show how passionate you want to be. If you want something, it's about working hard and, and, and being very clear with the goal, what that is.
1: I just kind of call it feedback.
0: Mm. Feedback, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you've proven it as well. Yeah. So great to know. Next question that we have for you, uh, Jess is, was it difficult to find a job? after university and you've already touched upon how you've got employment here, but specifically for yourself in the fashion, beauty and makeup industry um, with a finance background, was that something difficult for you to find?
1: Uh, Yes, it is. It's really hard to get an initial um, job within the fashion and beauty industry only because there isn't a lot of companies that do it um, and there's not a lot of companies that need graduates with finance degrees. Um, so, and most of the, um, industries are actually in Sydney and Melbourne. So when you are from Perth, it's a little bit more of that distance. I think now, you know, after COVID, there's definitely more of that technology gap that's improved. Yeah. Um, but back in the day, if you weren't face to face with them, it was harder to, I guess, make yourself known. And, right. um, it's all who you know as well, but yeah. it was, it was difficult. I did apply to other beauty companies, but in the space of Australia, it's really L'Oreal, Estee Lauder, and Mecca. Right,
0: just those <laughs> so three.
1: three options um, yeah. in beauty specifically.
0: Yeah. Okay, and how did you go about applying? Is it something you just do online? Um, it's you know you mentioned about people you know.
1: Uh, so the process of me getting my first role was really just applying for the grad program. I applied for all three of those um, those companies that I just said. Um, it's really just planning for their grad program because, and it's all online. So it's all done really corporately, pretty much the same as Big Four actually, really similar. So mm. they do um, psychometric testing. Right. They do those exact same questions. questions. So I was actually pretty good at them by the time I got to my beauty um, companies because I've done them all for Big Four and I was actually passionate. So I actually could write exactly what I wanted out of that role. Um, in terms of getting what made me stand out, I think it's I think it's that passion. It's mm. showing that, Showing that you've done things, and it doesn't have to be, I guess, exact work experience. It can just be, you know, starting Fabsock, yep. or it could be I worked at Perth Fashion Week as well. Mm. So it's just like little things to show that you're interested in this industry and you want to stay in that industry. I think passion ha- is definitely more important than the actual your actual um, grades or, or yeah. whatnot.
0: That that's so interesting, and, yeah. and I'll tell you why because. I think it's across many different jobs, right? The employer knows when you're applying for a graduate role, you don't have any experience. Maybe some degree, you've got some qualifications, you've got some kind of training, but you don't have experience and experience is really everything when you're first starting off in, you know, in terms of understanding how good you are. So when you don't have that, other aspects of your passion, of your interest need to come out and that's what separates you and that's what you've shared. So I think that goes a long way in terms of for anyone who's listening out there, um, it's about really knowing what you want to do and being able to express that in more ways than one. Yeah, 100%. Jumping into our next question that we have for you, Jess, is what is your favourite part of the job?
1: I think it's the people I work with is probably number one. Mm -hmm. I think I work with a really amazing women and women in high places as well that have guided me through my career and really wanted me to thrive. So Mm -hmm. I think number one is the people I work with. I think the second one is how dynamic the role has to be. Um, What I do currently requires a lot of movement and COVID has not been easy on my industry either. Um, so I'm, I'm constantly changing my processes, um, improving on things and it can be really rewarding when we do get it right. Um, and you do feel kind of like the hero when you, yeah. in my company, when you do get it right, especially during a pandemic. Yeah. So it is, it is, I think the company itself and the culture is probably the one of the second most rewarding things about my, my job. Yeah. Um, for me as well, it's, it's helping people. And, and that's broadly speaking. It's if I improve a process, I can help out a whole team of people within the DC or mm. if I improve a process, I can help out the stores, which mm. means that they can, they can be able to serve the customers way easier. Like for me, if I can help just a little bit, like making something more efficient, mm. that really fulfills me.
0: Plain and simple. I yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I guess to some extent that will definitely help in terms of having some longevity in this industry, which is very intense, like right, to say the least. So um, uh, it's great to know, Jess. Um, jumping into our next question that we have for you is, what is the culture like in your company?
1: The culture is really amazing at Mecca. The women that I work with are really supportive. I mean, the men, the male um, leaders as well are really supportive. Um, I was given the opportunity and shipped over from, shipped over. <laughs> we work in supply chains. So <laughs> we love these um, little jokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they shipped me over. Um, they paid for my move. They really supported and guided me, mm. gave me extra training. Mm. Um, they supported me when I wanted to learn SQL, when I wanted to do my... Um, cpa but then dropped out um wow. they supported me so yeah. the culture of my company is really really great they love they love education as well so they're always imparting you know or like they don't mind giving you extra money um in order to for it to go to your education so yeah, yeah and i've been in the company for a long time and they've moved to different roles so it's really great that they allow you to move different roles so freely as well. So different opportunities are given.
0: Fantastic. Seems like you've got a lot of support um, to do a lot of different things and and feel like you're being valued. I think that's a number one thing that for many people within any organization it's one the people that's very important mm-hmm. but also just knowing that your employer or your boss is really valuing you as someone as more than just the number i yeah. think that's very important um, especially when you're starting off your career there is um there's so many different things to consider jumping into our next question that we have for you, jess mm-hmm. is asked by students are you able to sustain a good work-life balance
1: that's a tough one because I feel like my role goes in ebbs and flows. Okay. So um, there'll be times where I will have the best work-life balance and, you know, I'll be really focusing on myself mostly. And then, you know, when it comes to holiday and all of the supply chain issues, which in the last two years it's been constant, constant <laughs> then yeah. it is harder to retain a good life balance. But I truly believe that you own that as, as a person. Like mm. it's not... You can, take, you can say no to your employees. And that's what I've learned in my years is how to say no to extra work. And I think as millennials, we're always trying to prove ourselves as well, trying to go the extra mile. But yeah, um, yeah I, I often say no to tasks that I can't complete or I'm really honest with what I can complete within my working hours right. in order to sustain that work-life balance. But that in itself is a job. Work-life balance. You've got to work at it. You got to work at <laughs> it. Work yeah, at it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, no,
0: great. but, what is that? What does your schedule look like? You know, from Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. what does your schedule look like? Do you take work with you on weekends? Um, you know, everyone has a different definition of work-life balance and work hours in terms of what they put in. What does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, for me, work-life balance is flexibility. So okay. if I have to leave early on a day because I have some sort of event then I'll pick up those hours on the weekend if I have to. But that's that's work lap answer me. That's flexibility. Um, so for me, work, a work week will look Monday, I'll wake up quite early at six mm-hmm. o'clock to do mm-hmm. trade. Yeah. So trade is pretty much in most FMCG companies is we report on what's been happening in the world of – in my world to our brand managers. Um, so pretty much just reporting and answering questions on Monday. And then um, – Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday can be all jumbled up. But um, yeah, I don't really take work on, on the weekends, rarely. Sometimes I'll do a little bit of admin work on Sunday, just answer emails just so I'm clear-headed for Mondays. But I rarely work weekends.
0: Really work weekends. Rarely. Wow, good.
1: I, re- I really stress work-life balance is really important. If not, you burn yourself out completely.
0: Self-care. Yeah. Absolutely. Weekends, <laughs> that's what it's for. You Sacred. Know? Sacred. And many people take work on weekends and – you need that time to reset.
1: The yeah, rest is more, is actually really important for the mind um, in order to stay
0: sharp. Absolutely. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know from yourself. Um, next question that we have for you, Jess is, is the pay what you expected in this role? And can you maybe describe to us how far it can go and really giving us some details in terms of your industry and what you've been, what you've been exposed to.
1: It's pay what I expected. I've never really chased pay. I'm going to be honest. Um, I think the biggest, something I learned from the barefoot investors, the be- the best Im- investment that you can make is in yourself. So whether or not you get paid earlier on a lot of money or you get paid in the future, it, do- it doesn't really matter because you'll be on good money fairly soon. Um, and it could take longer than you, you expected. But um, for pay, I definitely think it depends on how much experience you have as well. You mm. can earn from like, 70k to 120k within what i do so it's pretty vast it's Mm. whether or not you're willing to ask for more money as well
0: yeah (laughs) no that's good but um you know coming to yourself uh, again in detail what does it look like when you're starting off as a graduate Uh, in your in your field of work Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so that's around like 60 to 70k but when you benchmark that against big four, it's actually slightly higher, so yeah. around 10K higher. So in what I was expecting, I was actually expecting much lower because mm. um, some of the big fours paid at that time 50 to 60K, wow. even lower. So um, when I got my graduate, or, or it's not my grad role at the time, it was higher than a lot of my schoolmates who were studying finance and going to big four. Yeah. So a little bit more, but... Um, yeah like I said I didn't really think about it
0: didn't think about it no, yeah, yeah. And, and I think it comes back to the fact that you were just passionate about where you wanted to be
1: yeah I didn't even look at it I kind of just signed the contract <laughs> it didn't really matter to me as long as I could you know eat food and yep. pay my rent um, it didn't really matter how much I was earning at the time I was just so excited to be in the industry that I wanted to be in
0: that's such a great point yeah. and I really like that because once again that money or the. You know, you know, big salary and all of the things that we hear all the time that comes in due time. Yeah. You know? But it's just about you being very passionate and enjoying what you do right now and taking all of those experiences in. And I think it's important for our listeners to know, it's not always the first thing that you need to consider when you're no. looking for a job, <laughs> yeah, no. especially when you have no experience.
1: Yeah. And especially when you're so young, I didn't have any huge expenses. Um, obviously I wanted to buy more of these, <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't a necessity for me.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No, great. I like it, Jess. Um, Next question that we have for you, asked by students, Jess, is um, did you have any backup options?
1: At that time, I had that offer from um, PwC, but I didn't have any backup options uh, once I accepted because I once I accepted Mecca, I had rejected all my others. So I think the only backup option was going back home and working for my parents' yeah. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were no backup options. Um, Finance was something that I loved at the time. At yeah. the time, yeah. yeah, and it just
0: worked. Yeah. and it's landed you in a very you know good place where and where you work right now. You know, it's given you the background to now pursue the things that you want to do. And that's the thing with finance; it's just so broad. Like it can give you so many different options, right?
1: So broad, and I, I think people forget how broad it is, um, because you think finance, you think big four,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but it's it's so much more than that there's so much out there. Finance can get you any type of job. Um, could land you if you like bikes, you could work in finance for a bike company. Bike company like you just yeah. never know, yeah.
0: Um, and quite comforting for anyone who's listening out there. Having a finance degree or having that finance background, knowing how money works um, and having those kind of mathematical, analytical skills as well, it, it just gives you so many different options. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Next question that we have for you is um, – and the last question that we have for you actually is if you had a chance to go back in time during university or school – would you do anything differently?
1: Yes, a lot of things differently. <laughs> I think I would definitely travel more or study overseas, study abroad. I've always regretted not studying overseas. I think you get so much learning from from traveling and I've traveled now since once I got my full first full-time job, I, I traveled heaps and I learned so much about myself and mm. um, I w- couldn't recommend traveling more. The second thing is, chasing experiences and that's just you know doing work experiences and and getting I did a bit of it um it definitely like paid the way yeah but if I did more I don't know what I could have done or you know those those small conversations can lead to such big opportunities you just never know yeah
0: huge yeah (laughs) huge absolutely and I think that's so insightful for anyone who's listening That um, it's something to definitely consider, right? Mm. Like just traveling, going abroad, getting a bit more exposure. That's how you can learn. Just that. Those are all our questions that we have for you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I want to just say for our listeners out there who have more questions for Jess that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with her, just visit our website careerview.com.au. This is where you'll find Jess's profile and you can email her with more questions. uh, And when she has some time to answer, she will. Um, And with every episode, please don't forget to submit your questions that you want to know to young professionals who've been there, they've done that, and they can share it all with yourself. Um, Just one last thing I want to ask you, if you had to give any advice to anyone who's maybe considering going down your industry or looking to pursue finance and have a very similar journey to yourself, what would you say to them?
1: Keep an open mind and don't be afraid to talk to anyone. Don't be afraid to talk to, if you're in an event and you see someone that has the career that you might want to, asking questions. You'd be surprised at how much people want to talk about themselves. So just ask because that leads to opportunity.
0: Jess, thank you so much.